talking about Gone and Friends on UJOCast. Hello and welcome back to UJOCast. I know I've been slacking and there's a good reason for that, but for the time being, I want to welcome back Rob. So, hey. Hey. So uh, I got done with Hunter Hunter and immediately, well, before I got done, I was at the end of season five, I believe, where stuff really gets wild and things are happening at such a rapid rate that I was just ready to talk about it. But I finally finished the series. So now I'm going to talk about it. And before we continue... Yes, there's going to be spoilers. Don't at me because this show's been out since 1998. So if you haven't watched it and you don't want spoilers, you might as well skip this one. <laughs> so, I mean, let's let's just get into the meat and potatoes, as my friend said on the last episode. Uh, let's talk about Gone. So Gone is a he's the main character. And his story begins on his home on Whale Island. And he just finds out that one of his parents is still alive after being told that they are not alive. Uh, And he wants to go find his father. So he's going to follow in his father's footsteps and try to become a hunter. So just talk to us about what a hunter is, first of all. Okay. We know that the hunters... um... A lot of them do it, you know, of course, for money. Some of them do it for fame, but they go after uh, many things. You might have a criminal, animal. I don't know. To me, they're almost like the FBI. (laughs) Right. They have this ID card that lets them get all, you know, get out of all kinds of situations or, you know, they could get around, break a few rules here and there. And that card. I can't remember every detail of it, but to lose it, you really, you really in trouble. Because I don't, I don't think they can get a, I can't remember if they can get a replacement or not. No, I don't think so. I think it's, you get it once. And if you lose it, you lose it. You can sell it. You can pawn it. You can do all sorts of things with it. So it's very like, this is to get you into different things or to help you uh, acquire different things but it's mm-hmm. not it's not like a driver's license right it's a specialty card like the fbi right <laughs> you did say that yeah they, i know i i just see it as you know the fbi but they handle situations especially right. with powerful beings you know i i can't really I got so engrossed in the story. It just, just being a hunter just became secondary. It was just like their lives were deep. Right. But Too deep. Yeah, got a situation <laughs> where superpowered beings or anything like that, they're sending in the hunter. Right. Right. Like um, for, for those of you who are, just as obsessed with one punch man as me. It's like the hero association. These people are there to defeat something or to take care of something in the background. And society doesn't really know a lot of the stuff that's going on. It's not like widespread, like in later seasons where you see something is literally trying to take over the earth. And a lot of people don't know because the hunters are taking care of it in the background for the most part. Yeah, they, they clean up the situation like men in black or something. Right, right, right. That's cool. I'm cool with that. They were kind of extraterrestrial beings. So you, yeah, you got that right. Yeah. Uh, so I have some notes here because last night uh, I was bored at work and I was just looking up different things like, YouTube videos of different stats or different types of lists of things. You know, everyone loves a top 10 such and such. So I got a couple of videos that 
were captivating to me because of the titles, I guess. But there's one which this is the reason why I wanted to record this episode. It's Crunchyroll. So their official YouTube. It's the caption is Gone loses it. And I know as soon as I say that, you're going to know exactly which part I'm talking about because he loses every sense of I want to be on this earth anymore. He gets to the point where he's fed up with everything and he's ready to destroy whoever is in his path. And they're right on the money because as we find out, he is able to use this thing called Nen. And we're watching him evolve. He's a child, right? He's what? Eight? Yeah, I think he might be. He's somewhere between eight and ten. And then the other one, I think he might be a year or two older. Yeah, right. And that's who? Kilawa? Kilawa, yeah. So Kilawa is, as we found out, late, like, I mean, early on, probably season two or three, that he's got a dark past. So he's seen a little bit more like Cone's very innocent. Hmm? You know what you remind me of? Goten and Trunks from Dragon Ball yeah. Z. They're the same characters. <laughs> one has white hair. One has black hair. Uh, both of them got uh, super powerful fathers. It's almost the same. And they're silly as all get out. <laughs> it starts to get real, you know, but they remind me of those two. Right. But anyway, and and uh, I remember you saying it last time when you were talking to me about Hunter Hunter. You're like, the, it's it's like they took them out of that show and put them in their own show. Mm-hmm. So I also found a top 10. And what's interesting about this top 10 is it's actually by the creator of the show. So he ranked his own characters. Oh, okay. I want to see. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. But I wanted to give you an idea of how the scale worked and where Gone falls because it's interesting because none of his other troop or anybody that he meets is on the list like his people that he met on the boat and Kilua, they're not even on the list as far as the creator is concerned. So I know it's, it's kind of shocking because, you know, Kilua, he gets super strong for no apparent reason out of nowhere, but they have it where they're dividing it into Nen abilities. So you have transmuter, conjuration, manipulators, emitters. So for those of you who don't know, there are different categories of Nen users and you can do specific things. So for instance, Gone is a transmuter. So he can create extra Nen. He can just conjure, you know, he's not a conjurer of sorts but he can transmute and he can make himself into something else which we find in season six (laughs) and it gets it gets intense but he is on the end of the scale so he's number seven in the transmuter department do you agree with that yeah, it was some others that were way more exceptional. Yeah. He and wrong. he wasn't there yet, but he was getting there. Yeah. And and that's kind of his thought, too, is he's still a kid. Mm-hmm. So he's got time and he's got all of this, you know, extra. What What would you call it? resolve i guess to get stronger and to believe that he can be as strong as he thinks he can and number one on the list for transmuters do you have any guesses Hmm. trying to think of his skill set who had that 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 same thing no it was just so many people right so i'll give you a hint it's a woman 
who you oh, think is a child. Oh, 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 the, 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 the little girl. Oh, well, she wasn't a little girl. I forgot. Right. Uh, <laughs> I know you're talking about when she first transformed. I said, ooh, <laughs> she was stronger than we all knew. You know. Oh. Way stronger than what we are. Yeah. Uh, her name is Bisky. Bisky. Yep. The, the trainer. Yes. So when when she ends up showing her true self and how big she actually is, one, we know now that that was a precursor to something that we're going to see in later episodes. Yep. And two, it shows how well she can make herself into what we can only assume is the women from Amazonia on Futurama, where she's this massive, like huge woman, but then she could go back to looking like a child. And that to me shows incredible resolve, superhuman strength, and just sheer willpower to be that massive and to shrink back down into a child form. And she was a whole lot older, a whole lot older than we thought. So she in had her fifties, yeah. I want to say. That's insane. But you know, anime is like that. They just, I can make anything happen, right? <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. So, do you want to know the number one for all the others? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, a uh, conjurer, which. You conjure up things, obviously. That's a given. But Abigane, he is actually, and he's like a D-list character. Like, he only appears every now and again. But he's one of the guards for the um, Zoldig family. The, uh, was that the butler? No, not he. The he was the, um, I'll have to put a picture on Instagram because he's very, he's not seen that often, but he is one that prays to the spirits of the trees and makes a deal with them to conjure up anything that he needs. So. Man, that was a lot of episodes. <laughs> you, have fresh. you have it fresh. I'm mad. I do. I would have to see his face and then I'm going to go, oh, then spill it all out. Right. And he's only I don't even know how many episodes he's in. I think he's only in maybe a handful of episodes. But for the creator of the show, which his name is Tagashi, for anyone who doesn't know, he's rating these people in accordance to the skills that they have and they could possess in the future as well. So it's kind of. It's kind of a toss-up, but obviously he created these characters. So, I mean, you would think that he knows what he's talking about, right? <laughs> so, manipulators, do you have any guesses? Uh, what's his name? Is he a manipulator with the he had the the bubble the bubble gum? Was he Oh, he, Hizuka. Hizuka. He is He's a transmuter and I have a story of, I have a story about him cuz anybody who watches this show knows about Hizuka but for those of you who don't on any posters or anything he's the guy that kind of looks like a clown and you know exactly who I'm talking about cuz he's got that face paint with the two different shapes So he said nobody is number 1 none nobody not at all so the uh Manipulation category is open for some reason. Even though he could have put somebody in number one, he didn't put anybody. Okay. So emitters, I'm going to tell you who it is because this is probably a given, but it's Meroem. So the king. And that makes perfect sense. He's a super ant as it were, chimera ant is what they're called, and he's the king. So it makes perfect sense. Stop it. That man. Marilyn was sweet. Real sweet. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get into talking about him too, because I have mixed feelings about 
him. Mm-hmm. And I bet you know why. <laughs> so, yeah. So the last category is specialist. And that number one is Anika Nanika. So that is Kilawa's little sister. It's confusing. Was that the, I thought he was a boy. Right. That's what I'm saying. So Kilawa says she, but they say the rest of his family says he. So I don't know if Nanika is a boy and Anika is a girl. I don't know. Tell tell me in the comments because I'm not really sure, but I think that's how it's working. I forgot he she was was scary strong. Like, right. If 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 he her wanted to act out, it would have been a problem. It, right. Problem. Yeah. I, I could see that. What about See, I can't remember her name either, but the older lady that could transform into a vehicle. That was oh. insane. Oh, gra- the grandmother. The grandma. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she kind of looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I loved her because she could deal with her. And when she said, I want your finger, she gave it. Like, she was so poised. She was so intelligent. To me, she was the most Poise one in the family, other than the butler with the points, and I'm forgetting his name. She yeah. Super poise, and I loved her character. But I'm I'm real anxious to get to a certain scene. Oh, really? Let's see if you I don't know if you you it may be not a, may have had the same emotion for you. But anyway. You know, you know, you might be surprised because this show actually if you think you know what's going to happen, you don't. So don't even try to guess because I had a conversation with my fiance. We were eating breakfast and we're watching some episodes and he goes, well, what do you think's going to happen after this, after this point? And I said, oh, blah, blah, blah. Because to me, logically, the next point in the story you could tell kind of what's happening in a lot of animes like, oh, you know, you heard the music. So, you know, they're about there's about to be a fight scene or, you know, things of that nature. But with this show, whatever you think's going to happen, just put it out your mind because that's not what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And a prime example of that is when you find out that the king is being born. So, you know, what's going to happen because the music, right? Oh, shit. The music's scary. (laughs) Yeah. But what you don't know is that. Eventually. They're going to start remembering who they are or were. It was weird. They started remembering their past lives. Right. So I know that there's probably some confusion. Yes. Also, we were very confused. So these ants are carnivorous ants that eat whatever, whatever it is. So at first it was animals and then they graduated to like village people and they ended up finding out that the specialty people were like Nen users that were more powerful and it just escalated from that point. But then you get to a point where oh my God, these chimera ants that were humans slash animals are starting to realize they were humans at one point and now they're having like emotions and things. Insane. That that changed everything though, you know? Yes. It's like, first they were just like, what do you call that? Just animal instinct, everything they did. They were like predators. And then it's kind of like, Oh man, you know, you got the whole bad guys, they're predators, they doing whatever they're told. Then it's kind of like, like, what am I doing? Like, um, who really got a consciousness was the octopus, the little octopus guy. And I love him. He's one of my favorites too. And it was like, 
you find that some of them don't want to be like that, you know, don't want to hurt people. And it it brought a whole nother uh, aspect to these creatures. Like now you have some sentiment for them. Like, man, they were gobbled up and eaten and came back to life. Like some of these people really had a heart. You right. Know, which I like I keep forgetting the names, like the uh little girl that was being protected by her brother. Remember, uh her brother had the, he became the the one with the wings and he was all noble. And then his sister, uh, she finally resurfaces after time. You know, you know, they end up in the village at the end or whatever, all that. But I was just like, man, I be I was feeling kind of bad for him, like. I was, you know, imagine I was just a kid. And when I come to myself, I'm a stone cold killer. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know <laughs> it hurt. It had to hurt. It was so many aspects, so many little small storylines going on in that show that, I mean, it can't continue for a few more seasons. I'm Ugh. sure. You know? Yeah. And that's the sad part. <laughs> I know. That is I was, not. I was like, man, this 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 is good. It was jam-packed. It was a lot going on. Yeah. And I also feel like it was advanced in the way that they use math and finance and critical thinking skills to actually assess their enemies and make them do what they want them to do. Like, for instance, the first time I saw APR, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, mm -hmm. how, how in an anime are you going to work in a weapon that is also part of natural banking? You know, like APR, if anyone doesn't know what that means, it's interest in a sense. So when you purchase a vehicle or you purchase a home or whatever, you have APR as a type of interest that you pay over time because that's how people make their money. So to use that as a weapon in an anime in the form of this little being is attached to you and every so often you lose some of your nen is insane. Amazing power. I mean, it stayed on him almost the whole show. I mean, for a long time. That was, and you couldn't, no matter how powerful you were, you could not get rid of that. You know, you yeah. Could, you know, he wasn't the most powerful character, but when that thing was on you, it was no, no getting out of it. And that's what I loved it. I loved that. Yeah. That was one of my, that was one of my favorites too. And I was like, man, and it was so new unique because nobody else could do it. You know, that was his thing. Right. And that that was what's so special about the show. Everyone would end up with their own special ability that makes them stand out. And yeah, dog, APR. Imagine putting that on somebody. Right. Nothing you could do. Nothing you can do about it. And you can tell over time uh, where, as the season goes on that that becomes kind of a critical piece to trying to eliminate the king to get society back to normal where, you know, we're not in a, in a dire situation where humanity is going to be used, abused, eaten, something. Mm -hmm. And I find I've, I finally understood it at that time. Like that was a precursor. Okay. You're seeing it happen. You're seeing it in action. Now you're realizing that's probably one of the ways where we can actually win this fight. Mm -hmm. But you know, going back to the King after a while, I didn't really see him as being bad he was born an apex predator and he was just doing what he's supposed to do. You can't tell a lion to just stop being a lion. Right. Just being what he was. Yeah. Was human emotion 
kind of a trickle in there every once in a while, you know. But he was just being what he was. And he yeah. always got his way. And he was a spoiled, was a spoiled brat. <laughs> the fact he couldn't beat her in that game was driving him nuts. You know? And he loved her. I don't know if he loved her or he just he was so confused. How is this woman? First of all, she wasn't scared of him at all. Nope. And he know he can physically, that shows his his weakness came out. Mentally, she was just stronger than him. And he couldn't stand it. <laughs> and and I, I think the obsession with destroying her in that game, he eventually started to love her. You know, that was his friend. The real only friend he ever had. So Ex- yep. everybody, you know, you, you kind of can understand the villain. Like <clears throat> I actually sympathized with say Vegeta because he was born to be the most powerful or king, all this stuff. And he was behaved a certain way because it was expected of him. Then all of a sudden he has a family and it was just like him, you know, <laughs> but the world and his, the friends like rubbed off on him and they know he was an idiot, but they still kept him around hanging with him and it rubbed off on him. And the king, as long as he was around, all that stuff was had to take effect eventually because he still has some type of human consciousness in him. And I think that was a a strong theme in the show was your conscience. And even some of the worst people kind of, man, I don't know. You know, <laughs> thinking things. They weren't just cut out villains like when I was a kid watching G.I. Joe. You know, this person was bad. This person was good. But it was so many gray areas in there. And some people are what they are because they were born that way or that's the only environment they know, like Killua. He was an assassin, an assassin family. I mean, you get the- you The whole family. The whole family. It's like, you can't really hate the kid for that. That's all he knew. And he met a friend and it changed his life. Because really, Killua, if you want to be technical, was a villain. His whole family, they're crazy, you know. If you want to define crazy, well, killers, you got to be crazy. But, right. And, but you love Killua. But he killed many people. Yeah. Before, even as a little boy. So the human emotion was really, or the conscience, it was really uh, uh, its own character in the show. And it's like yeah. most of the characters, you can kind of like, man. Uh, what was his name with the wings? Oh, I got it. I'm not looking at my list. Uh, he loved the king so much. Uh, he turned into Oof. all the little. He just adored the king. Like it was like a child. Like you know, he's always crying and stuff. You know. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, man, it's hard to not like some of these characters because I wanted to not like some of them, but the devotion to their friends, you know, uh, and, and who was the other one, the big strong one? Um, um, oh goodness, I have them down here because I was gonna talk about the two of them. Actually, the there's another one here, but uh, Yupi. Yuppie. Yeah, that's the one. <clears throat> Those three, they had a bond, you know, and it was, I don't know if they loved each other, but they just respected each other so much. And they was doing anything for each other. And I and I like that, you know. And then when Yuppie met his end, man, I was sad. He's a little <laughs> I said, oh, no, not. You know, they gave up their life for him. They didn't have to do that. Right. 
And, uh, and you know, I, oh, my dog is like being ornery because she wants to be let out real quick. So let me go do that. And then we can reconvene. Cause this is a great part in the plot because, and, and I'll explain why here in a second, but hold on one second. Let me get her out of here. What? I'm back. <laughs> hmm. I I know I'm going to cut this out, but I have to find a sweet balance of when you talk and when I talk, because when I talk, it cuts you off. So like I can't hear some of your audio. So we can't like have a normal conversation because Zoom is shitty. So I'm hoping that me muting my mic, that's why you see me muting it all the time, because I'm like, if I if you, I don't hear the reverb on your end, then I'm good. But for some reason, it's like being real funky. I don't know what the deal is. So I'm trying to like be quiet when you're talking. And then I try to jump in. Uh, so, okay. Now that I'm back from the potty fiasco, which I'm sure she's going to be barking and be let in anytime now. Uh, Yuppie, Poof, and Hisoka are three of the characters who have actively orgasmed on the show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You have right. Yeah. And that, yes. So <laughs> that was, that was the funny part of the top 10 countdown because the guy on the video said that and I laughed out loud because I thought I'm totally going to talk about how weirdly sexual some of these parts in the show are. That's good anime. That's always a part of anime though. Hey, I, and the devotion to the king and giving a part of themselves to the king, which was Poof and Yuppie, they orgasmed you know because they gave some of themselves to the king to revive him at a time when you know he was dying mm -hmm. but that shit was weird as fuck i was like uh because it, it was like I, I, if i remember correctly poof was kind of mad like he wanted to get the most you know and it's like what like you're giving your life force away and it's weakening you and you're still mad that you're not giving the most or you're not the primary like like they were really into the king and it was real unnatural you know and they were actually into the king <laughs> that was yeah I, I forgot about that they were really into the king and when i was watching the episode where Hizuka and Gon fight at the hotel. Mm -hmm. That's when he acts weirdly, oddly sexual. And I thought, this is kind of odd because Gon's so young. Yeah, he was he was a lot of pedal vibe with him. <laughs> yeah, he he's go you could tell, yeah, you know how he got down. You I don't know if I could say that word on here, but he got down. You could tell. Yeah, that's all. I was just saying. <laughs> and, and I was just like, this dude's a mess. He's a total mess. Yeah, hot mess. And and I'm on the fence here. I'm not on the fence because Gone's young. I'm on the fence because I don't think it was directed at Gone. I think it was directed more at the fact that he was getting off at the prospect of actually having a good fight 
with somebody that yeah yeah that he thought he was going to destroy so i gave it a pass because of that but i was like hmm i'm not sure if weirdly oddly sexual because gone or because (laughs) but some of them got off on having a fight because they didn't have the challenge uh what's his name i'm looking on my list i don't see him on here the real strong hunter um the old man like nobody could beat him but the king he gave king probably the best fight ever oh um oh geez i'm i'm trying to look his name up here too but got off every- on that he what definitely, he definitely got off on that fight um even when it just seemed futile he was loving it just fighting i guess to the limit a lot of the characters were so strong they weren't you know after over time you don't get to really fight anybody and you really want to see what you got and when he fought the king he loved it all the way till he blew himself up yeah oh, and he would have he would have taken him out if they didn't save him he the one he the reason why they had to get a life force of the king but he yep. so into it you know, there's a saying um, a lot of men say. I don't know if you ever heard this, and you probably have to edit this out. But I heard a man say this a few days ago. I wanted, wait, I want to see you die, get yours so bad. I just know what, I'm so anxious that my dick is hard, you know. Guys will say that, like, I've heard it plenty of times, you know, but I get it. You so into this revenge or hate and anger that all, it just goes to your body and, I don't want to sound creepy, but I'm just saying, people get like that. They will get that upset. Yeah. It's kind of like a full body high. Like, imagine. That's it. That's the one. So I, I mean, I don't have a wiener. I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there, but I could see like being so into something to the point where like every, you know, molecule in your body is like, I am totally 100% into this moment and nothing else matters. I get that. His name's Netero. That's it. That's it. I I don't not on my list. That's yeah, it. come on. Netero. Get with it. it. <laughs> he was one so of my some... favorites. And I was furious. When he he died, I was furious. Like, I was mad at the show. Because I felt like he didn't have to, have to die. But the, I did not realize he was that powerful. He was powerful. But the king was just unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, I think they should have let Nero live because they let a lot of other characters live. That, you know, I didn't want the butler dying either because his devotion was true. I like the dynamic between uh, Kilawa and the butlers. So he knows that they're going to stick up for him and make sure that he is able to complete whatever tasks that he has been presented with because they know that it's in the best interest of, you know, whatever at, at the time. So Kilawa would not ask for uh, his sister, brother, whatever, to be released if he didn't have good intentions for using their power for whatever to save his friend at the time. So speaking of that, Speaking of saving his friend, his best friend, uh, let's talk briefly about that fight. So the fight. Which fight? The fight? The fight. So we're going to talk about the fight that happens between Nefer Pito, which her name ends up just being Pito. Mm-hmm. And gone. and gone. Yes. 
I didn't see that coming out of gum. But he was obsessed. Uh, right around the time they were trying to heal, um, that's when I saw the change. I think we were talking about there was a moment where gone finally just loses it. And the caption, the Crunchyroll caption, this is it. This is the fight scene. And he does lose it. He loses it. He's totally done. And I'm my mouth drops. And I'm like, oh my God, we about to see this dude really let loose. And yeah. His arm comes off. Didn't mean it. No. And Pedo, I didn't know she was that strong. She put up a fight. Yeah. Even after getting completely destroyed, she still put up a fight. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk briefly about how much you have to really want to destroy somebody else to acquire that much power. Because as we know, Gon is, I mean, he's a preteen at best. You know, he's hes not even close to his full potential at this point. And he creates this amazing aura of complete and utter destruction around him, which in turn makes him age. And it's at this point where our jaws dropping and I'm like, Oh shit, it's going down for real. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself to care for another human being to the point where when you find out the worst news possible, at least at the time, you absolutely lose your mind and want to do anything in order to get revenge on someone is scary in itself because the animation for this scene is insane. The way that they, it's so crazy. So let's talk about the actual point in time where Gone is transforming, right? So how did you feel? I was excited. I was very excited. Um, I, I, do, I did feel like Gone was just nuts. And it reminded me of a scene, I don't know if you've ever seen The Fist of the North Star, the old, old 80s anime. No. Nope. Okay, it was about these. Well, anyway, um, these two best friends, the Fist of the North Star and the Fist of the South Star, got into a fight. Anyway, when the North Star got revenge on the South Star for stealing his girlfriend, and the South Star was dying, and he said, "It's fitting to die by you because you loved her as much as I." Now, mind you, he stole the North Star's girlfriend and left him for dead. But he said something before the guy died. He said to him, you know, even though it was his girlfriend, he said, you loved her more than me because no one can love more than a madman. And I sat there and I said, man, because gone, he went nuts. He mm -hmm. every." You know, sense of, you know, he had a, a code he lived by and he threw it out the window. And I want to say this part because this is my favorite part. Remember, they were going on the mission, the final mission mission. And Morrow said Gone couldn't be a part of it because, you know, Gone always trying to hug somebody. And that was the thing I didn't like. Like he was always trying to see the good, the good in people. And, and he was like, you can't come. And Gone just looked shocked. And then you got to prove you can come, that you got enough guts. And then the music, remember, it's always doom, 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 that air. And his yep. eyes out, and he go into his mold. And they finally stop it. And then when he snaps out of it, he was like, Morel, you know, I was going to kill you. Just <laughs> said it like that. Because he was going to kill that man 
with zero hesitation. You tell him he ain't going on that mission. That was the start. I said, oh, my God. I watched that. I rewatched that scene probably about five or six times because the music changed. They were getting ready to fight. And I said, Gone is going to actually try to kill him. Death, just because he said he couldn't come. Just because of that. But anyway, I had to talk about that part. <laughs> so, and that's like a temper tantrum, right? So you can see that Gone age-wise mentally is not to the point where he can make logical decisions that f- help him not completely destroy himself. So when you're a kid, think about it. I, you know, I remember being a preteen, teenager, whatever, going around the neighborhood, hanging out as, as it were, you know, we used to hang out outside. I don't know if y'all knew that, (laughs) but, but so we would go outside and hang out with people dust till dawn, make sure you come in when the streetlights come on. And now it's like, you know, those are the only things you have. You have yourself and all of your friends that you hang out with. And when you don't have that, you freak out. You don't have any resolve to to be a sensible adult, you know, or a, a later teen, early adult even to make a decision, a conscious decision to go, yes, I I I understand that he has already passed on talking about one of the characters, but I need to logically think about how this is going to affect me, my friends, the future and everything. And he didn't care. He just said, I want revenge now because my friend is no longer here. And he turned into a fucking juggernaut. I mean, that's just. It was unfreaking real. It was unfreaking real. And the fight wasn't supposed to be over. Was he bashing her face in with his fist or his arm? So I've, I have watched that fight scene over and over and over again. And every time, because he gets his arm cut off and he says, now I can be just like Kite because Kite did get his arm cut off during one of their fights. And he then proceeds to use his own arm with his other hand as a tool to beat the shit out of of her. And it's insane. It's insane the way that he just goes blank. But as you realize, think about this. He did not want to destroy the hideout. So he waited until they were outside because he made a conscious decision to not destroy the hideout. So I don't know if that was him being considerate because you know that that's just his MO of being considerate or if it's his brain maturing now. One thing about him, when he decides to do something, I think, okay, I made the decision. I don't think he can think through it in the middle of it and and adjust. All right, I'm going A to B. And that's just it. He consciously, he had enough in him to know not to destroy the baby. But he didn't have enough in him to just stop pounding this person's face in. Like, it got to the point where it was spooky. But I think it's because of the mission. Once he got into the his mission, his mission was destroying Pito. That's all he cared about. And he just looked straight forward. You know, you got the straight way you can veer off to the left or you veer off to the right. You kind of come to a part where you got to make a decision. And his only decision was forward. And that's where he needs more maturity. He has to have more maturity. I guess, you know, he hasn't reached to that point like, okay, this person is, is dead. It's over. This fight's over. But he was so obsessed. And, you know, I think in that moment, his whole life came out. You know, you ever just been mad and then things that have nothing to do 
with the situation. You just let it all out at once. And that's the maturity he just didn't have. And, you know, we got full grown adults like that. Right. I think that's what took over. All he cared about was finishing his goal. And at that point, all logic went out the door. Exactly. And we definitely saw that when that outfit got super tight and them shorts got like this. It was over. <laughs> that had me nervous. I'm like, how's he gonna get back to being small? When did he get his arm back? You know, what's going on? Yeah. And to to have a plot twist of he can get better, um, but at what cost or how how is it going to happen was completely out of my radar. I had no idea that it was going to go down that path, which I won't talk about that because it's kind of the end of the series. So, um, but I want to hit you with some facts. Okay. So on Toonami, it aired from April, 2016 to June, 2019, which I didn't know Toonami was like still kind of a thing. I think they went away and came back, but that's not when the show was originally aired. So it originally aired July 26, 1998. So <laughs> what grade were you in? Grade. I was in college. Um, no, 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 no. I had, I got out of college. I, had, I was just getting out of college in 98. And I was watching anime at a high level. A high level, but I had never heard of that. I don't know. It missed me. Wow. So. I was in fourth grade, <laughs> fifth yeah. grade. I definitely missed it. Let's see here. Anything else? Anything else at all that I'm. I want to talk about that pertains to uh, Hunter Hunter. Let's see. I'm sad that the creator of the show, for those of you who don't know, uh, is sick. So that's part of the reason why the manga has restarted and then stopped again. And there aren't any plans for the foreseeable future to get an animated series for any other of the manga episodes. Uh, you know, s books, but I would love to see it eventually. You never know. Some animation studio might pick it up or something. So fingers crossed for that. It could at least culminate in a movie. I saw a couple of days ago that there was a pause on it and I didn't get to read all the way through the article. And I was like, what happened? Oh, I was at work. So I, I never get time to. I kind of looked real quick and then I cut it out and I forgot to go back and check. So now I know he was sick. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And I mean, things happen. Life does happen. So getting upset about someone's health because you're not getting your series is kind of selfish in a way. And I feel like a lot of people get that way, not knowing, Hey, you never know what someone else is going through. Mm -hmm. But I mean, over overall, how do you think the series played out? I thought it was excellent until I didn't know where they were going um, with the, let me see if I can find his face, with his father. Like, where were they going with that? Gene. Gene Freaks. Yeah, Gene Freaks. I was like, okay, he met him. And it seemed like the story kind of stalled out, you know. You, you know, they need to make more seasons to, I, I didn't know. I, I, after, I think after a point, I thought maybe they should have just cut it. If, if it wasn't going to be another season to explain everything, because we're on a whole new track now. He found his father, and then it was just kind of, we were stuck in a pattern. I think they were probably establishing new storylines but the show didn't come back so i was kind of lost like i didn't know what else to do 
his whole mission for how many seasons was it like six seasons six seasons was to find him so i thought it would be a great way to just end it but it seemed like i said okay they're building up something else what were they going with what were they building up because then i got lost like all of that momentum i had i'm hyped up and him in the hospital and and then after he was well again, I kind of was lost. But I didn't like Gene. I, I didn't <laughs> like the character, you know. Things was too easy. Like, eh, I'm going to leave my son, you know. And his explanation for everything, I guess he's just totally irresponsible. But when you see, when it goes into the past, it seemed like he loved gone to death. He loved this family it seemed like he and suddenly i'm out of here it was <laughs> weird to me you know maybe they explained it and i missed it but yeah along, like i know me this is just me because i know me i would have came back got my son and took him but i have a son and that's how i treat him i wouldn't have left him like that we we in this together <laughs> He can decide yeah. if he don't want to be a hunter later, but he coming, and we out here, me and my son. That's how I would have thought about it. But it, it's like Goku as a dad. He was a horrible father, you know. All he cared about was fighting and getting stronger, and he really didn't take care of any business. He didn't do anything, you know. I don't even. Oh, I think the only reason they had money was probably because Chi Chi's father was a king. Uh, forgot his name, the full king or whatever he was. But Goku was really an absentee father, and he would sacrifice his life for the world and just screw his family. You know, mm -hmm. he was a horrible father. Even Vegeta was probably a better fighter father than him. But you love these characters because they have like this childlike mentality like gene he just wanted adventure he wanted to be out there i mean he wasn't the cleanest looking guy either mm -mm. he was happy with his life and i did i did get i get it but leaving your son like that it was just i wanted more of a i wanted to go into his life i think we could have took a break on gone for a second and focus a storyline, maybe a whole season of what he was doing the entire time. And maybe we find out a whole another reason why he didn't come back. Because it could have been something deeper to it. And it right. might have but we didn't we didn't get it. But no. I wanted to into him more. That was a regret I had for the show. Like I gotta find out what he was doing. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same way you do. Like it could have been just he got better. He saw his father. They reconvened. Boom, story over. And then your mind can go, all right, what it, you know, this could have happened or that could have happened. Like every good anime ends. Right. But they didn't want an ending because they wouldn't have set up the space you know, anything that had to do with the, the other universes and another tree and da, 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 da. I mean, for those of you who saw it, you know what we're talking about. For those of you who haven't, you have to watch it. I mean, that's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. But you can tell that they were setting up more and it stalled and it was kind of like, now we're now what direction do we go in? Gone. <laughs> and uh, it just it's frustrating for the people who love the characters and the story development. But like I said, you never know what someone's going through. And unfortunately that's just where they left us off at. But overall, I would say I'd actually watch it again, maybe two, three times because there's so much that plays in the background that you don't really catch the first time that I think if you watched it a second time, knowing now what happens in the future, you can get a better understanding of the storyline, the plot, the, the way that things are going. So, um, 
I want to thank you for coming on and just ranting with me about this awesome anime that I just decided I was going to watch one day. Just uh, well, we got to find another one. I've been searching to find one because I binged. If I binge it, you know I'm in it, but I can't. Well, I haven't been able to find something else that was going to really pull me in. So I'm in jumping around. So I can't talk about one in particular, but I'm looking for the next. If you got an idea, some on that level. Okay. Suggestions out to me or something, because I'm going nuts. Because when you watch something that epic, you want to replace it with something else. And I, I haven't been able to. I mean, I have one show like Berserk. I've watched that so many times. I can't even count. I got to the point I would play it and go to sleep, so I could yep. watch. It. That's how much I watched that show. I know everything about Berserk, you know. So I want that feeling. Somebody told me to do Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Yep. I have a a person that works with me at my actual job, and they just started watching anime because half of the team is really into it. So we got him to watch anime. And the first one that he watched was Demon Slayer. Where do you go from there? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's true. So, so he went to full metal alchemist brotherhood and he said, because he is a father, it made him cry real tears. So it's on that level. Full Metal Alchemist. It is. I, I yes. I've only seen the first episode. Okay. So if you give it like a three episode run through, he said that this is only his second anime, and he said it made him cry real human tears. <laughs> so take a look at it. I think you would like it. Yeah. Did jump. you? Did you watch Full Metal Alchemist? Like the the first. Of- Thing, but the brotherhood it cuts out all of the filler exactly that's why i never finished uh naruto shippuden i was on episode like 405 or something and they were still i guess it was the climax when they were fighting obito and i just got exhausted because i literally binge 400 episodes i got so exhausted i never finished it but <laughs> Kept having to like, man, why they keep going back in time, showing him as a little kid. I might have, I could probably count maybe 30 episodes, literally, that had nothing to do with the storyline. It just kept backtracking and it was filler. I mm-hmm. think. But when they told me that Brotherhood cuts out all the filler, then I said, okay, I'll watch Brotherhood. Yeah. That again. I, and Putin is is one of my favorites of all time. I'll put it in the top three, but I just couldn't finish it. I Man, couldn't. and I know how you feel because a lot of people say they don't like filler. I'm a filler girl. I don't know. I don't. I I like it. I like the alternate storylines. I like to see where people are from or whatever. And I know that some of it is a repeat of a repeat. And you see a lot of the same stuff in Shippuden a lot, but any other episode, even, even the ending credits, if they are different, like they'll show the same ending credits for either a whole season or a specific amount of episodes. And then a new ending credit season, like, you know, it comes out, I'm watching it. I'm like, Oh, this is new. I want to see like the animation, the background animation stuff. I'm such a cornball when it comes to that. (laughs) But that was a lot of ep- 400 or some episodes. It was just too many. Yeah. It was too many for me. I, I can recommend an old anime for you. Okay. A soap opera, though. Uh, depends on if it's the Japanese version or the American version, but um, Robotech in three waves. The original was the best, but the storyline. It's a, like a soap opera. Robotech, Rick Hunter, and then you got his, then his daughter, and then his, the third set of people is a whole new generation. But 
I think it's called Macross, the other name of it, but uh, Robotech. I think it's on. It's on. I think it's on Crunchyroll. When I say I was stuck in it, I was stuck in it. It had all the emotion, all the relationships, the crying, and it'll just come off the action. And and they'll take time for three episodes, the character, uh, for character development. And you will fall in love with these characters. And I loved it to death. It's just, it's so old, though. You get <laughs> The animation is not too bad, but I love it. If you ever want to start something new and get the feels and then get excited and you get total gamma and over the years these characters evolve, you know, that's the one. Robotech. I'm gonna Just I'm gonna write it down. Robotech. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna make sure I send you uh the message. At least watch the first. I think it's called Macross Saga. And you're not all- the first person to tell me this either. There's a couple others that talk about this anime. Yeah, you just got to watch the right one because it's a bunch of them. But the <laughs> central story, the beginning story, is the best. Well, you better send me that one then. I'll send it to you. Anyway. All right. I'm holding you to that. Gotcha. And anybody else out there that is interested in watching any sort of, you know, uh, space operas or any sort of thing like that, uh, the next guest that I'm going to talk to is one that has appeared before. And he told me to watch Gurren Lagan. So. He told me to watch that, too. Yeah. And I actually really, really enjoy it. I'm not all the way to the end. But there's a lot of character development that happens and it's very quick because it's only one season, but it's very, you get all the emotions in that one too. So I highly suggest that one to you. Okay. I'm putting it in. uh... But you better send me that other one now. Oh, oh, definitely. (laughs) And the rest of you guys out there, that are looking to watch something new or think of another opera or whatever that you guys want to get into, just Google it. I'm telling you, it's literally that simple. Just Google things that you're into and it it will bring up websites and different lists and things that people are into. I mean, the list goes on and on. So go out there, watch a damn space opera anime and just get immersed in the all the emotions all the fight scenes all the space and i'll talk to you guys on the next one bye